Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Tooele Happy Hour podcast starring Jared Anderson and David Weiss. Today's guest, we have January Walker. She's running for Congress. She owns businesses. She does crypto. She can do it all, if you ask me. So, January, introduce yourself to our amazing audience, please. Uh, First of all, what an amazing introduction. Absolutely amazing. So my name is January Walker. I'm a U.S. congressional nominee. I am a two-time congressional candidate. Uh, He said it all. I I do um, essentially not just own businesses, but create solutions that allow people to uh, have an improved form of life in some ways. So I guarantee you've used my technology solutions, whether it's the ability to texture provider, uh, all the way through those little reviews that you get, IRS software to, to make it so that your um, taxes go through quickly. And then uh, I was focusing on uh, digital IDs and getting traction around those, which we've had a lot of states start to adopt the uh, software that we've been going through and creating. So those are going to be coming up next, which allows you to own your full digital identity. Yeah, let's break into that digital ID a little sure. bit because that's where a lot of our audience will have heartburn. They're worried about this real ID movement and stuff. Um, sure. But yours, you want to not just have this digital ID where all of your information's out in the ether and, and governments are... We all know that they're real good at protecting your information. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're 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 doing an end run around the side, providing them with what they want, while at the same time securing your information. Correct? Yeah. So so that is exactly correct. And you know, for the the listeners that have heartburn around these IDs. That heartburn that you have is the system we have today. It's not what we're proposing. It's not what we've created. So with this new system, you control all of your information. You are the one that controls it and you get compensated for it as well. So instead of these advertisers taking your money, buying it, however, and then reselling it to somebody else, you own that and then they have to pay you. So that's going to be huge. Uh, It's also just going to make it so that you can do everything from your phone, have it be um, completely private. So it's really cool. Mm. And I like that. I I think uh, governments are going to do what governments are going to do, and they are going to fall flat on their face every time, and we pay the price. And when you get out there and get ahead of them, and you design a program that they can step into that functions, I think that's the only way that we can find success until governments learn that free market solutions or better solutions. I mean, hmm. we should definitely talk on that today on well, the, the free market. And yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about remember the Affordable Care Act kickoff, the, the launch. OK. Do yeah. you remember that? Yeah, that was a while ago. You remember how f- much of a failure it was? It was a failure for nepotism is a failure for uh, availability for growth. I mean, in every circumstance, it failed. It was, it was yeah. government on parade. Actually, I mean, Jared, it did exactly what the goal was, <laughs> which was to help stimulate the pockets of, of a comrades, company. comrades that were associated. Why do we say comrades? I'm just curious. I'm, I am going to push on this one a little bit. 
because uh, you guys always talk about the economy, so I came prepared this time. Okay, good. Well, well, the person who built the website was actually associated with Michelle Obama. Yeah, it was Michelle Obama's college roommate. Okay, so let's, uh, can we start from square one just a little bit? Like, so so let's actually weave kind of a story here as we go through. Um, So I was hoping before we jumped into just policy, maybe we could talk about uh, the change in the platform yeah, that's happened recently. And then it, this is the first time you guys have ever seen me without purple on. So maybe we can yes. talk about that as well. It was weird. Are you at least wearing purple socks or? I'm wearing white socks. Oh my gosh. I'm not We're wearing all any purple. purple undergarments either. But that doesn't mean that uh, the purple doesn't exist. Okay. It, so it there was a couple of things. First of all, it was, it was said repeatedly over and over and over again, hey, you're outfit is stale. You wear the same thing. I mean, I was going for a cartoon character where you could just recognize me, you know, out, out in the, the public eye easily, but it was, Hey, you, you, you keep wearing purple, like look a little bit more human. So, so we're testing this out to see if it does gain more traction and if it is more relatable as people have said. Okay. Okay. I, me personally, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, your suits were professional. It's not like you were wearing a comic book suit. Right. They weren't like the Joker's clothes coming out. They were they were real vibrant. Suits, they were vibrant, but they were in a in a in a in a very uh, noticeable color. But when you're out there in the public eye, you got to build an image for yourself of what you're trying to attempt to do. Yes, I'm podcasting with Jared every time I podcast, and if I don't forget. I wear this wear dumb red hat. hat. Yeah. Is it dumb? Uh, I laugh at it every time. <laughs> some might say it's awesome. Some might say it's deplorable. I don't know. <laughs> but either way, I'm trying to build an image that is more stable where people can associate, okay, this is going to be a political type podcast. This is Dave Weiss and Jared Anderson on the Twilla Happy Hour podcast. Mm-hmm. Something stable that you're going to see time and time again that you can kind of like it's like McDonald's French fries. They're always the same. You know what you're going to get. Consistency is a product. True. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm sorry that those people felt that way about the purple suit. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of your stable consistencies in your image. And I I don't know. I, I kind of respected that. So Awesome. Well, that, I think that's great feedback. So uh, we may go back to it. It just may be a variant of what it was before. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but a lot of a lot of that. Well, let me take a step back. So I've been working on this since 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Actively, actively working on politics and campaigning and building everything. And um, especially this last election, there, there's a couple of concerning behaviors that we continue to see. And the first one is is that people are really hurting. These days, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but your dollar doesn't go as far anymore. Uh, anytime you move to a different place, the amount of money you're investing into that move goes up. All of your costs continue to rise. Mm-hmm. People are leaving in droves mm-hmm. around everything. And it's becoming really painful. And all of the solutions that I had really just on different levels rolled up into one thing. And that was affordable living. So anti-inflation policy and affordable housing policy, because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So 
after looking at everything and saying, okay, I'm feeling really spread thin, what actually needs to be addressed? That's, that was the one consistent thing. And in talking with people, like I go into rooms where there's hundreds of people and I just ask them, like, do you know someone that is experiencing pain in living and the cost of living? I think you'd better start asking, do you know someone who isn't? Oh, that would be good. That, that would be, be good. The, that would be the easier one. It, it might, but you wouldn't see the amount of hands at that point. That is true. Uh, so so we, we switched the platform over to focus on affordable living. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other things. I don't know if you want to pull it up where we also have uh, education. So I'm willing to talk about education policy and environmental policy as well. But otherwise, that affordable living is huge. And so this plays almost directly into what you guys have been talking about. So you brought up like the Affordable Health Care Act, but really what you're bringing up is the event in 2008, right? Um, well, I, I suppose that all kind of surrounds it. The, the crash of 08 was, it was the last significant crash, but if you really track it, it never ended. They didn't Brilliant. solve it, so it, it's continued. They built another bubble so that we didn't feel that pain. And, and that we didn't feel that pain? Well, the pain of what that crash would have really done. And it would have hit all of us. Yeah. I mean, let's let's definitely talk about this. But um, I wasn't sure if you wanted to look at anything yeah, we'll on here through, first. We'll go through. This is January. <laughs> so... Go to JanuaryForUtah.com or UtahPolitician.com. It's also in the show notes if you want to review this yourself. But this, we're just going to review her uh, website uh, with her hair. And there she is in the purple suit. Like I said, professional purple suit. It's not a gimmick suit. This one is... Uh, it looks nice. It, it is a well-made, well-tailored suit. Yes. And you can tell it's made out of a fine material, not, you know... Just uh, uh, just by looking at it, you can see that. That's yeah, amazing. You Look can at see you. You're a by the by the <laughs> the the sewn in uh, stri- piping or striping. I don't know what they call it. I'm looking for any of the the proof that you have a big dog in the picture. I should include Epic on here. Yeah. Um, my Bernie Mount dog. He he is wonderful. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, he is. He is. So let's you know. I mean, we could go deeper into the into the history of this. I mean, we can go back to 1913 if you want. When we it really could go kicks a, off. a ways but, back. Let's stay within our generation. But we'll talk about, <laughs> we don't even need to go back to 2008. We, we can just talk about how they didn't let the correction happen. Now, it would have hurt us, but they, they did not, they did not bubble that correction to protect us. They bubbled it to protect their donor class. And who's their donor class? Uh, the banks. The Honestly, I mean. She just wants me to say lizard men. <laughs> the lizard oh, people. <laughs> I, no, you do. Okay. Somebody sent me a weird video because, you know, you get sent a lot of weird things. And this one was about the lizard people. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you just can't today. Like, you can call them whatever you want. But at the end of the day, <laughs> they're there are, um, and actually, I, I think it'd be helpful to kind of break this out for, for, for the everyday people that they kind of understand what's happening, but not the full picture of what's happening. So what you're referring to is, one, we did have that financial crisis mm-hmm. happen. And like you said, and we were supposed to go through 
a recession. Uh, it would have been at the time of recession. Mm-hmm. And with that recession, instead, and it was going to be a big one, borderline depression. Mm-hmm. And it was because of bad policy, mm-hmm. just terrible policy. And that's what happened back in uh, you know, the early 1900s as well with the, the Great Depression. And instead of addressing it right then and there, they became afraid. And they said, oh, well, we don't want to lose our position in the world. We don't want people to lose their money. Like maybe there's a way that we can address this. And so they did quantitative easing where they put money into the economy. Uh, Well, let me rephrase. They didn't put money into the economy. So what they did is they put money into the banks, but they didn't require any kind of money from the banks to go into the people. They just assumed that this would happen. And so what they did in this moment, and this is this plays directly into what we're experiencing today. So you have the real economy, which is what you and I live in. It's, you know, living, breathing, people going about their day. And then you have the talking head uh, market economy. So those are like your stocks and everything up here. And these are the people that almost, they're almost the puppeteers of mm. uh, society and how corporations work and that type of thing. Cause they're, that's where your money goes. Maybe not puppeteers, but they're the ones with the playbook that knows what's going on. They, 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 not, they have the playbook, but they get an insight. Some say illegally into what's going on where us down here, we're trying to work within, without the, within the, the game they're playing without the insight, without there's, the playbook. Correct. There's multiple different games that are being played here. And then there's actually one more economy. So, so your economy is supposed to go around in a circle, right? That's kind of what we had where the investors come in. So this is that free market that you're talking about where the money comes in and then it comes back down to the people. And then you go and you go and you go. And then based off of whatever is valuable to you, it, um, well, the people, right? Like that's where the money happens to end up. Now, when they did this, the banks separated these two economies. And then you have this other class up here where your countries essentially became their own little stock markets and economies like that, right? And with, with that, your, your higher end class, right? So these are your elites, your billionaires, uh, any, and the stock market as well. Anytime the money seems to be drying up, uh, they start to panic and they start to pull the money out of the American economy. So with that, you have um, stocks that try and you know respond to this. You have the banks that try and respond to it. They you know, keep cutting the interest rates and everything and you never get to where you actually want to go, right? And then in the meantime, this market is pulling money out of the real economy and we're feeling it the most because we have the inflation rising. We don't have enough money that's hitting us. And so we're getting spread really, really, really thin. And it's not going to stop because the policies that were put into place funnel the money upwards. So it just keeps going up and up and up and out of our pockets at this point. And it's so painful and it's so ridiculous and it shouldn't be happening. Like it's not, it's, it's not appropriate anymore like it's time to put an end to it never was appropriate it was never appropriate but like you said they did take these two economies uh and they didn't fix the problem because they just flooded the money into the economy they didn't actually fix the policies that were causing the problem in the first place go ahead how they get the money into the economy this go around it used to be they actually printed the money and put it into the economy 
right now. Well, when you say put it into the economy, you got to squirt it somewhere. You got to aim it at. Something. Well, here's here's how it goes. So, if you know you're going to hear this all the time, but by the Constitution, Congress is supposed to make the money. They're mm-hmm. supposed to decide how much is made. They're supposed to be the ones that are the the distribution of initiation. Right. <clears throat> the Federal Reserve Act is written, and that responsibility was given over to the Federal Reserve, which is a private organization. It's not. It's not a government organization. Um, it's semi accountable to the government, but I don't know. I think that's been diluted a lot. But anyways, no, you were. So let's explore that. Mm-hmm. You're exactly correct there. Keep going. Yeah, no, I think I think it's been diluted a lot. I think I think we see governments are more responsible to the Fed than the other way around. So what happens now is the Congress gets told by the Fed how the, how much they're going to print, and quantitative easing was done through a zero percent interest at banks of origination. Um, and that doesn't mean 0% interest to us because, you know, if you bought a home five, 10 years ago, you had a 3% interest, 2.5, whatever. Right. But 0% interest meant that Chase, um, you know, um, Bank of America until it kind of hiccuped and that those banks got to get money at no interest. They got free money yes. that they then lend it out. Free money. Yeah. Emphasize that. This is they got free, it for free money. Well, that's the target. They're free squirting, money. At, squirting at the banks. They and, get the they get the fresh print. Yeah, right. they, they got the right. money for free and got to lend it to make money off something they got for free. And then the, you could also go into fractional reserve banking. How screwed up that is for our system. And then we go into this technological age when no longer one, they put the M, the M1 and M2 money markets together, which is your savings and your and your uh, currency on hand. They put those together, which also screwed up our markets. We don't need to right. go into that. Then they every time you went in and got a car loan. It was no longer that bank had this amount of money in reserve that then they handed to you and you bought the car. They just, that money appeared digitally. So that drove our inflation further. And then COVID hits and the government starts handing out checks and checks to everyone. And that but, furthered inflation. But the checks inflation, that made it to the people was next minuscule, to nothing. Minuscule compared Tiny. to what totally went out. Here's, here's, here's. So where did the money go? Here's perspective. It went to the banks. The, re- the did, banks of origination. Did it go to the banks? I'm, well, I don't know. I, it did not. Here's, here's a perspective to think about. Okay. One third of the money printed in the whole United States history was printed in the last five years. Yes. So there's like three different things. That is impossible to contemplate without, uh, I mean, Nero didn't pull that shit off. 
Yeah. So, so let's go through a couple of things here. So first of all, you mentioned the central banks, right? And mm-hmm. so they had with the 0% interest rates. And so I think that this is where, when I start to like tease it apart, all the different political parties and the understandings and the solutions that people have, I think that it's these pieces because they're kind of complex to understand. This is where things start to get really alarming. And this plays directly into everything we're experiencing today, right down to, uh, you know, people's cost of living and the farmers and, and everything like blue collar and why it's so absolutely painful. So, and this is going to hop into China, right? Everybody's favorite topic in, in international policy. So, China. right. I know. You got to say that right, Jared. I've got to learn how to China. Speak Trump. What do you think if Trump gets speaker? How the wild. Man is, this would be the wildest time to live. I just, I don't. Okay, let's let's like <laughs> let's, let's funnel on, back. Let's funnel back, subject, and then squirrel. and then we'll let's keep that one till the end. I think that that we'll have that as a good bonus answer, right? Yeah, yeah. So so when we broke away from this uh, real dollar, right? So when we broke the economies and we split them in two, the rest of the world had to respond in some way. And when they responded, they had their banks do the same quantitative easing that we did. And so you have all of these people that are fighting for the money to come into their economies through this separate economy that doesn't really even exist. It's just like this, uh, like digital, kind of like you said, like a digital uh, idea, you Mm -hmm. know, like just fake numbers. I mean, it's not obviously not fake numbers, but it is. And so with that, what you started to see is people started to compete and say, no, bring your money here. And you started to see a little bit more of that competition flare up after the 08 crisis. And then you had Trump come in, right? And so this is what surprises me most about uh, President Trump and, and blue collar labor, right? So I think that Trump had some good things. I think that he had some bad things. I used to think that his foreign policy was pretty decent until I started following how the money flowed through that foreign policy. And essentially, the the Federal Reserve, like you said, they just kind of went off and did their own thing, and Trump let them do it. Oh, and he, he accelerated he it. He begged them to keep doing it. Right, which he, was... He continued, because, all right, let me explain it like this. Okay. Go ahead. Quantitative easing kicks off under Obama, and it yes. causes a bit of an economic boom under Obama. And, and, it, Obama, and, it's, and it's been a, across all presidents. Yeah, Obama, every single but one. the big the big one after the, the 08 one. crash. Yeah. It kicked off, and it made Obama look good. And sure. Trump, and I, honestly, I think if Biden could have done it, he would have too. But they have been doing it. They've con- the been same. continuing to they do haven't it. Done the, They've done the, it like six times. They haven't done the QE 0% money to the banks of origination. They're at, what are they at right now, 3.2 or something like that? They Not at the 0%, <clears throat> but they incredibly, incredibly low, yeah, which is bizarre. Yeah, it's still ridiculously low because, uh, was it, Volkner under Reagan had it up to somewhere in 18% for half of Reagan's first term, which is... Like how you correct uh, the money markets that they had at that time, which aren't near as crazy as ours are. Right. I mean, it's important to say that the free market economy ended. It's It does not exist. And this isn't conjecture. This mm-hmm. isn't conspiracy. 
This is just straight data, well, straight mathematical equation. Under FDR, you can, but for sure, yeah. there's no question that by 08, it was gone. As soon as they took this action, it was gone. The honest, free market has been gone for a long time. Honest money is dead. Honest money is gone. Correct. Um, and I feel bad for any politician who speaks on behalf of the free market these days. A lot of politicians are pitching these free market pitches, and I don't see how they can really get away with it because. We are a protectionist economy. We are not a free market economy. Right. And so so that's that's really easy when you bring that up as well, because the politicians essentially are able to move forward without having to solve these problems because they have this um, essentially where the central bank has become this international power broker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's insane. It is. And I would argue... Um, to fly into conspiracy land, if you look at every last time that we sent our boys off to war, right before that, there was kind of a little argument between whether that country was going to join our bank or not. So I don't know enough about that to be able to speak to it, but I am very disappointed at the selection of wars we get into, right? How's that's, that sound? Uh, that's, Is that fair? <laughs> you, you went real easy on it there. I, I did. I went, I I went very gently. Harder. I And here's what I don't like about war. It causes generational trauma. It hurts people. Like I grew up in a military family. Mm -hmm. And that stuff, like we've shown that it impacts your DNA. We've shown that it impacts your kids. You know, like for generations. Like stop the fighting. Like goodness gracious, you don't even take care of your veterans at the end of that. Which leans into housing again. Like the amount of veterans <laughs> that I've seen that are homeless. I'm just blown away. Like do you not even care? Do you just really use people up in that way and then discard them after? Like disgusting yeah. absolutely if, disgusting it's, it's funny that you even asked that because yes yes they do yeah yes they do it's terrible we are disposable how's our, how's our va system do? and oh it's terrible the male spe and male of the species is disposable i think that that's uh, we, ha we have to, we have to go into this i think that that is actually um a, a patriarch a patriarchy problem what, say that again, January. It's not a patriarchy I, I think, I think, problem. No, I think that the patriarchy was just as bad for men, if mm. not worse for men, than it was for women. It's, it's not the patriarchy. What it's do you call it then? Nature. Uh, yeah. We disagree men, on this. Well, let me, let me ask men you are the warrior species. No, it's not even that. Let me ask you a question. Wait, why do we have to talk about the men being warriors? It's species? not about a warrior species. Is it because I said it the way I did? No. Maybe no, I miscommunicated. It's, it's about... Women must be held precious because they're what brings new people. So that is men a, cannot. You can have one man and a hundred women, your society will be fine. If you have one woman and a hundred men, it I, dies next I generation. I don't think. I think that that's a fine I, society for, for some, but not for all. I'm of them. just talking for pure demographics. I mean, I I, I understand what what you're saying. It doesn't take very many men. I heard Ukraine is now drafting the women, though. Yeah, I mean, so so I personally feel that all life is created equal, right? I don't... Sure. I, sure, but we don't treat people like that. And I think that that's a problem, and it's a terrible thing. Well, and I'm, I'm I, just I saying, think that men were given I'm just where the a metal, bad hand. Where the metal touches meat, 
women have to be held more precious than men because you can stand to lose men. But why do we have to? Oh, so okay, so I want to ask one more question. Do that, and then I want to kind of come back to this affordable living stuff. Okay, is that okay? Yes. So here's here's my question for you. So you say, you know, the men are disposable. All of these things. Uh, we're one in an age where we have words, right? We mm-hmm. have the ability to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And if we cannot communicate clearly and come to some kind of resolution, we now have technology. We have drones. People can do this stuff remotely, which is terrible, right? On some level for the pe- for the people that do not have those resources. Oh, yeah. We've got it. But, the, the next war is going to be unrecognizable. But oh, exactly. So why in the world would we expend human life? First of all, why would we fight with each other anyways? And why would we expend human life on that level? The way that we did war before the Gulf and everything, Afghanistan, Iraq, we don't have to do war that way anymore. And I think that the way that we do war now is actually with money. So oh, always, if, there's, yeah. if there's people on the ground fighting then that's an archaic form of battle. We've always done war with money, but in the end, point to fact, mm-hmm. um, drones have a pilot. That's why, that's why in the end, right. when the metal... Currently, when, currently. When lead presses against flesh, there is a human that is the target. Yeah, I think that, I think that that's and a it's terrible sad. thing. It, it is, it is. Um, I think our wars that we're seeing build up right now are due to one, yes, the money system, the world economic system, also the demographic split. Uh, Russia is dying. That's why Russia invaded Ukraine. Russia's dead on the vine. I'm I'm not China, an expert China is in Russia. Done. China is done. I, well, what are I we? Don't, I don't think that China um, is done. We're the only developed nation. That are at replace that are almost at replacement level. The only one. We're it. I don't know. I'm looking at all these pink haired, blue haired mob type creatures coming out of the next generation and I'm thinking Wait, you guys don't like blue hair? What's wrong with blue hair? It's just like style. It comes know. and it goes. It, it usually has to do with some sort of confusion. But <laughs> if if that's where our next generation and the hope is for our our survival as as a country i don't know maybe maybe china's gonna do it better uh, china's done china's got 10 years i don't think so so and here's here's anyone who plans it is telling is saying this isn't coming from me so so this let, is coming from peter zihan this is coming are from we making bets people who do yeah, i'll, I'll make I mean, a bet on that in a heartbeat <laughs> okay wait china's so, one child promise one child policy that was the nail in the coffin. You cannot have a government-supplied retirement system and shut off your demographics. You cannot. Hey, Jared, I don't know why you think Chinese guys can't go out of the country to get women. It's too late. They've already lost a generation. They've already lost. I mean, there's there's all these other Asian countries They've right next door. They've already lost Vietnam, a generation. You Thailand, and here's here's. Let me tell you about the pressures. Let me tell you about the pressures. Wait. Are we going to hop back to Trump and China before we talk about the demise of China? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Okay. So Trump and China, right? They go uh-huh. through their trade war. Mm-hmm. And the trade war, we know we can see it through the money and how it hit everybody. It hit the blue collar labor so hard. Like it made it so that you started 
um, they, they essentially started charging tariffs, which is charging people more money to do these exports and things. And it didn't just ripple around the United States. It didn't just ripple through China. It rippled around the world. And I promise I'm going to lead this into what you were saying no, so then I'm, you can go off to your next piece. Uh, so it rippled around the world. And when you had these two gigantic economies, right, because we are the dominators, it's the U.S. and it's China around the world. And when we started to go to war, when that trade war happened, it destabilized everything. And then with that instability, you had, uh, you know, I, I struggle to find a name for this. We could just call them the masters if you want, because, you know, the executives aren't the people with the power, it's the people with the money. So whoever, mm -hmm. whoever the people with the money are, the masters, that's who controls everything. So when that started to happen, they took that money and they're like, oh, there's cheap and easy money in these other economies. And so you start to see this equalization of economy at the real economy level around the globe. So whether or not the United States and China will fail from this, I don't personally know. But what I can confidently say is our government and our monetary system is broken and it's broken forever and it's not coming back. So we're getting to the point now, and I think that this is what you're leaning into, right? With the U.S. being this economy that's going to fall off. Is that... Well, I, I'm not... I think we're going to be the only industrialized economy that will do better. Really? How? Yeah. They, they uh, don't even go to work I don't. I don't know about that. I think we're going to be... Well... How, how uh, are we okay. going to be the only one left? Um, Sorry, I'm like folding my arms here, not trying to get all defensive, but bring it on. Uh, geography. <laughs> geography is a big one. Okay. Geography, we're the land of milk and honey. So big we river do have cuts a lot us of right resources, down the middle. But where you, are resources going? You can have, we've got every resource, but. Where are they going? This is going to affect the whole world. We're going to see nations collapse. France, those bastards can barely make a a bagel worth of shit right now. Mm, England disagree. England destroyed itself in the 70s. It's been surviving okay. on specifically only banking. But why? Germany why? Germany did away with all their ability to produce power that they went with windmills and solar panels in a goddamn northern northern uh, tropical line country. Put that together. So now they're burning brown coal. The, the word on the street is BMW. This might be the last year you can buy a new BMW. I mean, I don't, I don't know a ton about BMW, right? So, because well, it's I, made in Germany, right? So they're running out of power. They're burning brown coal now, which is subpar coal, because that's all they can get. Because, because they, they the turned world off. is in is completely destabilized. No, it's because Germans Green Party. Sabotage their society with this green technology. It, it, no, they 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 did it, yeah, and they shut they down did. all their nuclear power plants. They shut it all down. So all they've got now is wind and solar. So I think people can. So so here's here's what I would like to challenge our listeners to do. What I would challenge us to do. Um, when we say we say parties in general, right? Mm -hmm. I need to take a step back here. So the first part is is that as our economy breaks more and more as people lose that money and access to resources and everything, you see this fracture 
of all these parties and you see people become more extreme and you know people try and come up with solutions and then we have this i believe it's called a gerontocracy where you just have these old people that don't understand the new technology and cannot wield this entire thing and so they 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 never learned how to test solutions before they put them into the wild and because we keep doing that uh you know we cut we try a solution it doesn't work and it's like okay this is a learning model so instead of demonizing other people say hey we tried this we can see it doesn't work let's adjust and let's change based off of data and information because otherwise like one we're going to keep fighting against each other like the republicans and democrats will never stop you'll see more people getting disenfranchised with the parties you'll see more constitutionalists and socialists and uh, communists like i know communists in america like openly communistic people which is bizarre to me but you know so we we have all of this but we all have a piece of the puzzle my parents collect social security in my that's socialism that's socialism yeah social security is socialism now is it a bad part like i i'm not opposed to social security you know i think that that the weakest among us should be protected on that level right and especially when you had the older people they they gave their lives and they paid into it and everything but we messed up somehow and now there's nothing left for the rest of us and we have to figure that out so so leading it into what you were saying about Germany and you know you have France and everything else we a lot of these economies are trying to get out from underneath the US dollar because the dollar is no longer secure the only reason these countries are still on the dollar is because of the war in Ukraine they were getting together in secret to try and get away from us so is that what you're referring to when when you talk about this is no. like moving away from the dollar and that's no, no, th- I'm talking the, the previous wars. I think right now getting out from under the dollar, a lot of countries are doing it, which is why we see, <clears throat> in my opinion, um, when we see the U.S. government send a, a, a billion dollars to Pakistan <laughs> on the promissory note that they use it for gender studies, that's to pad Pakistan's bank with U.S. dollars so Pakistan never thinks of leaving because they've got this large reserve of u.s dollars that's just my opinion it's a good strategy i mean it's an excellent strategy at the end of the day this looks like noise to me it looks like noise does it not look like noise to you noise for what just noise from to detract attention away from the real solutions like the real problems and the real solutions that need to be addressed if we know that monetary policy is broken and we know that money is money resources are going to a select few people at this point we know that and we know that as the gap widens and more people fall off like most people are what is it you they are 69% of our country is one paycheck away from being homeless at this point. It's crazy. It's insane. It's so insane to me. So if we know this and we know that as, as the, the divide between the haves and the have nots come that we fracture politically more, we, we become angry. Our country becomes destabilized like these other countries have. Then why do we focus on these other problems that really like, yeah, are they problems? Yes. Are they the problem? Are they the biggest problem? Or is it some kind of like firework distraction, like a flashbang over there to disorient you and to destabilize and defocus us? 
Well, with, with minimum control over the economy as, as regular folks that we are, mm-hmm. all we can really do is complain about it. Is the only thing we can do complain about it? They say we can vote. Yeah. Kind of like we did with, uh, what was that, Proposition 2 with marijuana in Utah? <laughs> oh, or whatever yeah, it was. Me. I mean, how, how effective our vote is, 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 you know, I mean, questionable. I agree with you on that. And I think that there's multiple different levels to that. There's the disenfranchisement of voters. People feel like their vote doesn't count. They don't, the candidates that they are supporting don't necessarily align with their needs. And I want to I want to bring this to Utah's local politics, right? Because you guys interview a lot of politicians locally here. You talk with a lot of people. Uh, if we know, right, if I can go into a crowd and ask a question and every single person in that crowd raises their hand, hundreds of people, and keeps it up for every single line of questions that come from that, you would think that the number one policy our politicians would focus on is affordable living. Like it is the only thing that matters at this point. It's the only thing that matters at the city level. It's the only thing that matters at the state level. It's the only thing that matters at the federal level. Like that's it. So if your politicians, if your candidates are not focusing on this very real problem, then why are we continuing to elect them? Can let's let's break into that. What what are your thoughts on that? How do we? How what's a way that a, an elected official can tackle that? Uh, there's a few different ways. So actually, I have it on my website here. Like yeah, proven policies that that we can go through. So first, the first thing that people need to understand is the measuring stick of your political employees, because they are employees of you. Mm-hmm. The measuring stick in which we gauge their performance by is the policy that they create. It's the policy that they create, it's the policy that they pass. And for some reason, when I point this out to people online, they're like, that's a really weird measuring stick. It's irrelevant. It's like, that's the only measuring stick. Because I hear this a lot. And it's like, people do not understand that policy is the number one thing. So let's go into live here under affordable living. So if we scroll down, there's there's a couple of things that we need to do here. And the first thing, the number one thing to combat uh, the amount of money pe- people are paying. So I'm gonna share with you uh, something that's personal to me. I know a lot of people don't share this. When in 2007, I was paying $300 a month for rent. And I live like almost next to where uh, I, I did when I was 18. Right, mm-hmm. so so three hundred dollars a month for rent. I now almost pay four thousand dollars in the same that's area. Ridiculous. That's outrageous, and I I am well off. Like I I work hard, I work smart, I try and outsmart the system, and I I am like okay, but I don't understand how other people a, are surviving. That's it a doesn't crazy make sense. leap. That is a crazy leap to and, go from to to in. In less than 20 years yeah. to have a, uh, what is that, a 360% jump? Yeah, I mean, my my stuff jumped, yeah, it, it is 360. Yeah, it's like 12 times the amount that it was, mm-hmm. which is insane. That's mind-blowing to and me. And that's happening all over the place. And I, I'm reading, so I'm reading right off the start. 
that what says increase supply that is key and people are not and and so here's where it gets crazy when when we think about this and this isn't conjecture it's not conspiracy anymore it's straight fact that we have people that are buying these investment types because remember you have the stock market you have the Mm -hmm. investor class Mm -hmm. and everything they are buying up the property they're buying up the housing they're keeping the buying it they're sitting on it they're renting it they're you know and they're getting subsidized through taxes i know it's crazy right and so you have not just taxes they're the number one place where everyone's 401k goes at the same time. Yeah. And they turn around with your 401k yep. and turn it into yep. the thing that will rob you the- blind right now yeah. for the promise of making a dollar in 20 years. It's crazy. It is. It's, it's insane. It's so crazy. And because the 401ks aren't even keeping pace with what you would need in order to survive. <laughs> no. So so you have this. Way. Exactly. That's exactly correct. So you have this. These this tax subsidy, which is allowing them to keep the prices high, and it's not allowing the free market economy for housing to stabilize, because otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, we've had, in my place, it's there's like 10% of those that are empty. Why are you charging $3,000 still? Drop your prices. That's what the free market economy is supposed to do, but it's not, and so they're subsidizing it. So the first thing you do, you increase the supply, and you stop the investor class from picking up the market. They picked up like 30%. I, I think know. of what it it's did crazy. you catch like it? Did three you hear years. It? January, if there was a law that said one person cannot own more than five dwellings, I, I, I don't even you, think would, five dwellings is the problem. I wouldn't do it like that. Um, Wait, hold on. I want to hear his question. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Legislation comes across. You've won. You're in Congress. Here's the legislation right here. It says one body, be him foreign or native to America, yeah, cannot own more than five dwellings, and that. You, that somehow that can't cross into being a corporation either, but like home dwellings, home homes, not business mm-hmm. type environments, but home homes. There does need to be a limit. We have to have a limit on the amount of housing they can buy. And I know that this is I, oppos- I know this this is opposite of free market economy. I agree with you, well, and it's, it's alarming. That, I have to a me. friend right now who. From a young age. Mm-hmm. So from 18, he made smart moves and started buying right. houses. Here in this town yeah. you're in. And he this owns, is a good market to buy He owns probably like Twilla. six or seven. Right. But he, that's his, so. I don't think six or seven is the problem. But okay. I don't but, think 10 is the problem. You, I don't think 15. Would you sign a law that, I mean. I w- now, granted, what he does is he rents every one of them. Every one of them is for rent. He rents them around. He rents them to, you know, people. He's He's got a very reasonable rent structure that he charges and everything else. Right. I Do you think, want to scroll down a little bit on this for the people that are yeah. looking? Okay. Go on. I, I just... No, no, no. So, I agree. I think that there's... It's fine to invest, right? Keep in mind, at the end of the day, I am a free market capitalist because I believe in that system on some level. Now, do I still think that it's going to get us out of the, where we are now? No, I don't think that anymore. And that's really heartbreaking no, to question my own assumptions around how do yeah. we fix where we're at. But okay, so let's just go through this and then we can we can yeah. flip back. So we have um, increased the supply. And then we were talking about the investors. So let's scroll down here to the investor area. Okay, we have to limit the number of properties bought up by non-resident 
So your person's a resident and corporate investors stop allowing people to profit off of people. Like this is not hard math here. I wouldn't say profit off of people is the problem. I'm glad when they can rent them out and people can go in a dwelling and live. It's these ideas where you jam up the land and seclude it from the people. You buy these houses and no one can get into them now. Yes. And it's the same with land. If I can print all the money and buy all the land and leave the peasants with a postage stamp, what fair what fairness is that economy? It's not. And the thing is, is we we have allowed through bad policy for generations for people to turn us into serfs. Like we are indentured serfs. It's this is hard for me to say. This is hard for me of all people to say and to admit we are indentured servants so so let's scroll down just a little bit more and then we can pop out of the website a little bit i do prefer the term peasant peasant okay peasant indentured servant uh we also had um peon you know so i i think that one is humorous uh but like we're nothing so then we have to do so now how do we keep the money so if we start to take away stuff from these people because anytime they think oh my money supply is being taken away, my cheap and easy money, because money always flows the easiest path every single time. So then we have to find a way to keep that money within our economy. So do tax incentives, tax breaks, bring in technology. We have technology that can essentially accelerate them through all of the permitting processes, give them the ability to to start building quickly and everything. And so once you have it through that, that's when you get into home assistance. Now people are like, I don't want to help people get into homes. And on some level, like I don't want to either, right? Because it's like, I had to pay for mine. I had to try and scrounge up money to get into mine. But now we know if we scroll down just a little bit more, we know that there's no longer money available for these individuals to be able to do this. So how do you get them money? And the way to do that is to figure out, and this isn't like the, the, the most flushed out area, but there's, there's policy out there where we can use machine learning tools and AI to say what actually is beneficial for the people. We have that technology now, let's use it. Let's stop letting these old farts in Washington that don't understand how to make laws or economics or the impact of their decisions, stop letting them make the decisions and pick the policies that actually uh, heal this broken circle that we have and return us to to the way that things actually should Can be I, for people. Go ahead. Um, so kicking off around the 40s and then really kicked into place in the 60s. Um, and then again in the 80s, a big jump. But and did you want to move away from the website? I wasn't sure. I'll leave it on there because I want to keep reading through it. But homes became your investment your your investment for a wealthy life and is that the yes. proper place to to have that in our uh economic portfolio because what it does is it makes congress didn't write these laws that drove it down this is mostly local stuff that writes these laws um on some of them yes like Sorry, I shouldn't argue. Go ahead. Well, no, like protectionist laws honestly get written in by local communities, not even on a city level. They get argued in on even smaller. And and that's the, the municipal government. Yes, that's the biggest one. And Ooh, you're getting to the good stuff. I'm so excited. And so that how you're do here. we how do we stop that? Because 
I'm not going to say the boomers did bad, but the boomers were a big driver in this. The boomers, the generations before them, the generations yeah, the, the generations them. before them didn't do it as much. The boomers put the most protectionists in where they went through HOAs. They went through things like that to stop growth, to stop housing growth so that they kept their properties high because that, and I don't blame them, that was their avenue for a wealthy retirement was having a house. So having a house is still the it, avenue for, so, so like for me, um, seeing the, the boomers that sold their properties compared to the ones that held on to them, I will not sell my properties oh, like no. at all because mm-hmm. I know the moment that I do, I lose that, that one thing that, that is still holding on. And the reason is, and, and so we have the Maslow hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. right? We, in the political arena, it's very similar. It's slightly different, right? So that, that first level, you still have food, housing, water, clean air, like normal living stuff. Like as a human, it infuriates me. It really infuriates me that there's hunger at all with all the resources and all we produce and everything that there's any kind of hunger like just stop that the fact that we have homelessness stop it we're going into winter here like that's enough we have the resources we don't have to do this anymore how do we how do you cure homelessness so there one is the supply when i talk to people right so so keep in mind i'm uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna share something I, i've got I, that'll t- shave off 15 percent. but how do you how do you cure it Oh gosh. So if there's like that'll shave off that small percent of homeless people that are actually down on their luck. Wait, what do you what do you mean when you say that will shave off? What does that well, mean? If you have a supply, a boom in supply, but let me So the supply, but this is market and demand. This is basic yes, market. Yes, com- but let me let me go through a couple thoughts. Okay. Um, and then do you want to go to the next the section? The majority for those so they of can homeless read? issues is addiction. Mm. I know it's not anymore. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I would, I think we should look into that because if I'm wrong, I well, would. we can, we can pull it up. I know that you're a wizard at Google. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. so, so wizard. dude, you are a wizard. You, you guys are both amazing here. So, so there's a couple of things with this. Okay. So the first is, and this is shocking to me. So I, I moved downtown because I wanted to have closer access to the Capitol. And then I was also being asked to come into the office. You know, even though I was hired remotely, they're like, hey, we're changing our model, come into the office. And it was cheaper for me to move downtown than to stay out in Saratoga Springs. So so I did that. And um, and with with all of that, I was shocked, shocked to find out that there are people making above $100,000 that are homeless in the city. Hmm. they're they're not it's not there anymore so so job loss income hands down the okay. number one thing that's driving homeless drugs that's just a i mean think it drugs are cheap now like not not to be like weird about it but drugs are super cheap a couple of like i would they, say marijuana they, is cheaper than alcohol now yeah they and drugs have always been cheap the reason heroin took off is because uh what was that pharma drug that they took that yeah the uh oxycodone Oxycontin was expensive Oxycontin. so yeah you're right loss of job is 22 percent substance abuse of 14 jail um that's a but jail jail is a societal like to, problem i think that needs to be broke down more jail what are they in jail for you know 
Eviction. So eviction is a money problem. Okay. Family problems tend to be money problems, abuse problems, societal okay. problems. All, but all those things, all those jail, eviction, family, domestic violence, those are an end run of something. Now, it could be an end run of Lack loss of, of job and you go home and beat your wife. But how many alcoholics do you know treat their wife and kids okay? I mean, I have a lot of personal opinions about this. I think that, so I, but here's, here's I, I think my, that alcoholism uh, is harmful and I'm not to disag- people I, and we can yes, do better. I'm not disagreeing with you on any of this. And I'm not disagreeing with you on fighting for houses or making houses available. I'm just wondering who takes ownership. So it's at every level. Okay, so this is why I'm super no, excited. Who takes ownership of the particular housing for that person? So, so here's, here's what it is. And this is, this is really difficult for me to change this. I had to dive into economics books. So I'm going to give you one, uh, if you would like to read it. Yeah. It's, um, it's called permanent distortion and it's by Naomi Prince and she lays out, and I think, I know you guys can both stomach this. You're both intellectual ind- individuals <laughs> <He is>. and <laughs> no, both of you are, you can do this. So, so when you read it, you're like, Oh my God, like, cause she, she takes you through just this entire timeline. And, and when I was going through this, and this was probably about the last deep dive that I did, it was like, it can't be one person like you said who is responsible so here's the shift in mind okay these people are working they're most of the people i know that are homeless they have jobs like it's crazy to me Hmm. i always thought homeless people didn't have jobs i didn't think that they had like so many things it's it's crazy so if you're working if they're putting in 40 hours a week they should be able to have a place so if they can't if everything is working against them if all of the policy that we've put into place is wrong and bad and makes it so that they're now trying to decide do i eat do i pay this bill do i pay my house do i live out of my car do i live on the streets then we have to go and fix that system and that cannot be conquered at just the congressional level it cannot be conquered at just the state level it cannot be con- con- conquered at the the city the municipal all of these things like you you hit it right on the head we have to band together and this is where i get really passionate uh I do not care about people's political parties anymore. Like, I just don't. And I know that that's disagreeable because people are like, but the Democrats are doing this and the Republicans are doing this and they have this like flash and light show and it doesn't matter to me anymore. The only thing that I care about, and I will support any candidate in the entire nation that campaigns on this, affordable living, Mm. that is the only thing. I'm so, like, it's the only thing that matters now. Because this is it. You're in the end game. You have the people that have and the people that don't. And if you don't fix it to where the people that don't have can be actually be taken care of, then you have nothing. Your country is gone. If you if you can't even live and eat and sleep in your country, what kind of country do you have? You don't have anything. Have you ever had, tried to uh, sleep in your car? I, I have. I, okay. I, I enjoy car camping, but I wouldn't want to enjoy car camping on a permanent basis. A lot of times when I sleep in my car because I'm homeless at the moment. Wait, are you homeless? No, I'm not homeless now. You're about to be homeless, though. But when I travel, I'm homeless, usually. Oh, but yeah, But I'm yeah, always yeah, getting yeah. one of these. It's always the popo. Yeah, why are they knocking on? Let the people sleep. It's always the popo. Imagine you're in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Guess what kind of dwelling you sleep in? A nothing, a, a small, I actually, 
I don't want to make assumptions. I assume that mm-hmm. they have different levels of housing. It's called a tent. You they got sleep 12, in tents? 12 bunk. Well, I mean, when I was in Afghanistan, the, it was the initial military. invasion. It's oh, the military yes. sleeps in tents. It's called a GP medium. Oh, so you yes, guys were homeless in the military is what you're saying. guys in a tent. So you're already pre-adapted to yeah. the homeless life. So that's but why we it, have so many veterans that are homeless? It, it was actually a beautiful thing. No. We had 12 guys living in a tent. Wait, okay? that sounds like a commune. Well, it kind of is. The military is a, is as much a socialist system mm-hmm. as you can find. Oh, see, I love that you guys just acknowledge stuff openly, like so openly. Go, oh, yeah. Please Comrades. continue this. Well, it is. Everyone has their job. Matter of fact, when you sign up, the commissar tells you what you're going to be. <laughs> That's true. true. But you want to know what? I don't see any GP mediums being allowed to be put up in... What's a GP medium? It's a big green tent. It's a big green tent. Number mash. 12 guys. Okay, so... so It's the the tents on mash. So we aren't allowing big army tents. Where? Where? Anywhere. All right, how about... There's a great spot for one right now I can see in front of a county building here in Tooele. Now, if I could, if I could put up my own. Wait, GP I'm missing. Media. I'm missing this. Tell, so, what what exactly is going on here? Right, Expl- right. So give, give some context to our viewers. If I could put up a GP medium in front of the county building in Tooele and charge ten bucks a night for a bunk on that GP medium, I bet you I'd have that sucker filled up. And of course, there'd be air conditioning. There'd be heating. And, and that's how people sleep. There's be nothing wrong with it, except for the it's fact a start. that it does not beautify the people's expectations. See, the truth is, Americans are just spoiled little brats, and they'd rather see people freeze outside than have to put up a GP no, medium. That's disgusting. No. By the way, it. I don't see any GP mediums. I'm sorry. No, so prove so, me wrong. No, no, no. Sorry, what I'm saying is disgusting. Is how we choose to treat other people no, on I, this level. Look at these beautiful tents, January. Yeah. I did you, lived did you in wanna, that one. That was my tent Are you going to right share this there. with the viewers? Show, show, the viewers show them that beautiful doing. tan real estate right that, there. This is I the, don't think you're sharing your screen. No, this I got, is I the, the GP medium from my days. <laughs> the old, I had the green ones too. I still remember the smell. They were mm-hmm. oil soaked for waterproof. And these smelled little up, gussets smelled right so up weird. there, that was for a pot belly stove that burned diesel. So... That's wild, by the way, right? Like that you guys have these experiences. But so when we talk about this, here's what I love. You just brought a solution to the table for something that we have resources for. They're probably just sitting around. We could bring them in Mm -hmm. and you could make it so that like, gosh, Mendenhall, I hope you're listening, right? You could make it so that our unsheltered population isn't dying on this, this is one of the most heartbreaking things that I ever saw was going out and giving food to people and after like the winter storm and you know making sure they had gloves and socks and everything and having a an individual that passed away in the middle of the night just covered in snow and coming across that in downtown salt lake like that's horrific yeah that that's happening I, i've br- actually brought these ideas up to our community and i even asked you know why don't we just turn the building into a big casino and uh, things like that i had some great ideas i think but nobody really took them seriously although I, they would have fixed why society. do gp mediums when the building you're going to be putting them on the lawn of is empty every night it's empty and so here's my other question so you mentioned like five ten bucks i think you're right it would be filled does it does it need to have a cost to it and at that point, right? If you have nothing, if we want to say no person 
sleeps under the stars tonight, you know, unless yeah. you're if you're making if you're willingly if, if you're, you're making hundred k, you can spend ten bucks for a bunk. Right. Yeah. I think that there's a different a difference there. And then, you know, for the people that don't have that money. But yeah. So like if you can pay, great. Like let's just cover that first place. But so here's what it is. So with these races, every single politician, I challenge you guys to run. I want you to run. I know. <laughs> it's I know. illegal for me to run. It's actually. Are you, is it really? The Hatch Act prevents people of of government descent to Government play. employees to run for political office. It, are you, technically are you still a, a government employee? Yeah. Right now? He's a so safety guy for the government. I am the but safety you're guy. about to not be a safety guy. He's going to be a safety guy for the Eventually, Navy Eventually, in the future, the when you come work for me, right? Mm, well, then I can run, yes. Yeah, okay. So... We just convinced him. And you don't want to put me anywhere near it. I'm a, but I believe in dictatorship. I'm a moronic caveman. But no. Here. No, I want you to run because I want you in. I want you to look at these policies and come up with your own as well. And I want you to only focus on affordable here's, living policy. Here's what I want to say about you've, you've got the right idea is the supply. You Boom the supply. Housing prices will plummet. Mm-hmm. As they How, should, yes. because it's and, corporate and America that owns the majority of them now. I agree it needs to happen. I, I would love to see it. We increase the supply so much that it no longer is profitable for BlackRock to buy empty houses. Right. No. That's to, what I want to see. But they're just and, one. I feel like there was another player besides I, back BlackRock I, that was. Vanguard. Vanguard and BlackRock are big players, and they're both the number one destination for your 401k, which is great. But I would also like to see it to where a house costs, uh, you know, on average an, an annual salary. So if you make 100k a year, you know, but I would like to see a house drop down to where the total house cost is that much like it was in the 80s. So there is no reason. This is probably going to be the well, most. Uh, let me give okay, you go ahead. the reason. The reason for what? Why you'll get pushback on this especially after you run for re-election. Do you want to If sit- it goes through. Okay, let's hear it. Is um, right now our economy is built up so that most people are relying on buying that house for their future retirement. Right. And that will directly impact them. And, I don't, and I'm not saying you're wrong because I'm saying you're right, 100% correct. But that is where you'll, you'll feel the impact. Yeah, but you'll 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 feel the impact with the guy who's 58 has four years left. His 401k did okay, but we've been living in inflation. So he didn't contribute the full percent with the match. He only contributed the minimum because he's expecting his house to carry him across that death finish line. Okay, so so I agree. I agree. And there's so there's a couple of things. First of all, I want to say something controversial. Uh, second is you're right. He is going to experience that pain and we actually need to. So this is what we have to do when we implement these laws. We have to catch people, right? Because, and when we say catch people, this isn't socialism at this point. It's just saying we messed up. We allowed all this money to concentrate at the top. We pulled it out of society. And now because we know it's going to fall, we know like there's Mm -hmm. no, there's no question anymore. We know our society will fall when we start to fix stuff and we have to put 
things underneath, like put the mattress underneath people so they don't hit the I ground agree. hard. And I think the federal government needs to relinquish all the lines it holds so the state can use that to build up supplies to have that. It has off. to be a collaborative effort. So, so saying yeah. that the federal government give up your power, it's not going to happen because people, because the currency of politics is money and power. So it's not going to, we can say that's what we want, but we know that's not going to happen. Well, I, the most we I can think, do is put the mattress I there. I think states should be able to. I the think states, states should be able to. To manage that affair. Which one? Uh, the, the dealing with their housing market. Yes. So should that, Wyoming, should Wyoming with maybe four homeless people in the whole state have to deal with the repercussions of L.A.? So I agree with you on this, right? It has to be taken at a multi-level approach. I think the 10th Amendment needs to reign supreme at every decision. Everyone. We're meant yes. to be a melting pot of 50 ideas, not a failure pot of one. Right. So I agree that these economies that um, have different problems, right? Because each one is going to have policies that they have to implement to like it's not a one size fits all anymore it is it is going to be different on each level but there's a, a role that the federal government has to play and that is holding the federal reserve accountable oh and it needs to be done away with it's illegal anyway i it's i think so too i think the federal reserve has been harmful and i don't know how to do that at this point like if you are a listener and you have solutions like share those solutions if, bring your voice to the table if you want to read interesting stuff yeah send me a book read anything about when andrew jackson once went up against oh, the you first frequently bank. bring up andrew jackson because he, he shut I need down to go a, through his stuff he shut down he the central bank and the central bank tried forcing the United States at that at that time it was what was sixteen seventeen states mm -hmm. tried forcing them into a Great Depression to punish Andrew Jackson. Well, just look what they're doing to cryptocurrency companies yeah. and and exchanges. And you know why they're trying to destroy them? Why? Because that's their big threat. Because that's the new Andrew if, Jackson. If we if it honestly if because you're taking the money back. If Bitcoin didn't didn't end run round. Um, let me lay this out for you. If Bitcoin became popular overnight, the United States government would cease to be important. So I agree. I think decentralized money will change everything, but there has to be something that takes over because if, if all of your money leaves this other economy, then you have everybody left with just a small pool of whatever, like, and that you have people that are running away from monetary tyrants like because that's what they are at this point oh, yeah. and and in addition i want this to be really clear before i because i really want to say this controversial thing okay mm, i want to hear so, it so so our monetary tyrants our billionaires our stock market all of that the we in the real economy Let's the everyday blood person soaked monsters blood soaked uh that's a little gory for me can i can i just interject do you, really? think, yeah, they, go ahead. Do you think they had Jared, any really quick. it's socialized We're, capitalism the, these monsters that you refer to yeah they don't play by the same rules that i do exactly so if no. i become a monster in the crypto economy i still have to live within a parameter that you yep. also have to live. For now, so unless I'll more lose people all my it. money on silk slippers and the free market economy will punish me appropriately. There's no free market no, economy. No, let me tell but, you. Oh, wait, are you saying the... In a crypto the, economy, okay, I see I'll what be you're punished saying. appropriately let me for tell misjudging you, yes, yes, and let me tell you about true. the different rules you'll live by. 
is you won't be able to send young men in mass over to foreign countries to bleed out and bleed people out on the ground, which is what I guarantee our banking class has been a yeah, part of every terrible. one of those decisions. It has been. That's so the thing. It has that's been. Why Bitcoin, I think, is a big freedom freedom mechanism. Or not Bitcoin. I shouldn't say Bitcoin. I should say decentralized currency would be a freedom and and a peace mechanism. It looks less crazy if you realize, and I'm not saying you have to go to it. I think that both systems can live side by side in harmony. If you want to, you know, work, operate with the U.S. dollar or mm -hmm. whatever your currency is, and you want to do some kind of decentralized currency, like I am not saying you have to go either way. But I, there is a case to be made when you say, well, we know that this money will disappear over here underneath this current system. So how do you get out from underneath that? And that's what we're saying. So there's a joke and the joke is um, a guy goes up to a billionaire. Have you heard this one? Not yet. Okay. I'm dying to. Okay. So a guy goes up to a billionaire and he says, wow, that's a really nice Lamborghini. How do I get one of those? And the billionaire says, well, if you work really, really, really hard, I'll be able to buy a second one. I've heard that for <laughs> construction managers, but yes. But it's so true because that's how the, the rules are. They essentially mm -hmm. were on a, a board game and they made the rules so that no matter what, sorry, they always they, win. They peel off their percent. And, that's, and that leans directly into what you said. Which I'm okay with as long as they live by the same rules. I do. But they well, don't. But they don't. They don't. Because, because, oh, sorry here. You're good. Because we have our real economy because we have this market economy and then you have like this elite economy mm -hmm. and that's why they are mm -hmm. so disconnected so why are we i want to say just inappropriate things but like why are we hero worshiping elon musk when he is screwing you over jeff bezos there's did you see the, the billionaires list mm. that they published the forbes published the uh 400 most richest people in america Mm -hmm. And between them, their collective wealth was everything. I think it was like four point six trillion dollars. No, it would be more than that. I, uh, it had better be more than that. That's because, not even a payment to Ukraine, because, is it? Yeah, because four point six trillion isn't even our our annual uh, That's like cost the, of government. The worth of Amazon, maybe. But. So the fact that, so yes, but the point is, is there's concentrated wealth and this is it just is. one of ours. So, mm -hmm. so the wealth is somewhere. There's somebody at the top. There is in the world, the most richest person in the world. And there is the most poorest person in the world. So. And I'm, I'm still okay with that as long as we all live under the same parameters. But we don't. And we don't. And we agree. And that's we the don't. only thing that's unjust. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do away with meritocracy, but. I think, here's here's my thoughts. Okay, let's hear it. Just a simple, broad thought mm -hmm. is, I don't want to make it, because when I ask you who takes ownership of that house, like if you put a guy addicted, addicted to meth in that house, who takes ownership of that house? Because they will not. That's two you're, separate problems. You're going to have a crumbled shithole in weeks. It's going to look like so, a public so there's bathroom. So there's two separate problems. But, so I mean, look at Salt Lake Library. How's it faring? And that's a public building. And that thing is scary. I don't know anyone who'll take their kid to that place. Really? Oh yeah, it's a it's may as well be called the meth den. But 
Let me lay I this need out. to go to the Salt Lake Library I because think you need so to. so it's like right next to me. I I don't feel like the Salt Lake Library is the quote unquote scariest part okay. of Salt Lake. Well, but no, it's not the scariest. But should any government building be as scary as it is? I don't think I've seen anybody but on meth let me in lay Salt it out Lake. Like this. I don't think it's a good idea to have an economy where one of the staples of life becomes an avenue for wealth generation. Like what? what I mean, what does that mean? What I mean is not that if you buy and sell it, you you can't get wealthy and you can't get comfortable. But withholding housing or withholding food because withholding it generates wealth. Because a lot of things, when you withhold it, when you make it scarce, you know, and the staples of life is air, water, housing, right, food, right. Right, the the four things you need to. It's near to impossible to focus on anything else if you don't have that covered. Yes, but when housing is made to, to that the act of withholding it becomes a wealth generating machine, which is what it is become. It is. Imagine if food was the same way. Imagine if. Is it not? Withholding food. Look at how expensive food is. Withholding, yeah, but food? withholding it doesn't it's make different. it more expensive. I would argue. I would argue that um, we haven't done it yet. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing. It hasn't been done yet. Doesn't mean it won't happen. Don't sure, give them ideas. Sure, sure. but with yeah, that's true. Sons of bitches. Yeah, but withholding food hasn't become a wealth gen. Selling it, producing it cheaper or corruptly has become you know like putting. I'm going to hear I'm feed you right now. Putting corn sugar in everything. I hate that. But yes. I hate that. That has become a wealth generating machine, but withholding. So, because so of the far, subsidies, because we didn't allow. Subsidies. Because also, of it's a huge, not communism. just that, but you've got to go back. It's not. Co- no, we, can't, we, can't, we can't label everything corn syrup as communism. Is because of communism. No, corn syrup is also because FDR said we're going to fiddle around and make. Our, our farm economy a national priority. Okay, so it can't. So we're going to control. It's not the farm. communism because communism uh, is it's, when it's controlled by the people, it, not the government. You ready to hear it? It's fascism. It, Dave. It's uh, fascism. It's when the government. I don't. I don't know if it's fascism either. When the government and corporations work together for the better. No, no, no. But that's not that's, fascism. That, that's no, not that's fascism. definition fascism no, coming right cronyism. out of Mussolini. It's it's cronyism. Okay, I'll take it's that. It's cronyism. Okay, sure. But it's by Mussolini, the guy who invented the whole thing. That's I don't what think he, he said fascism. Nah, is. we've had protectionist cronyism like well, that. He for invented years. He invented fascism. Huh. It's it's. But I don't, that's I just according don't like that to word. him. That's his words. Communism sounds better. It's where the government and corporations work together for the betterment. Of the I benefit I think of the so. A couple of things. I think that fascism has evolved, just like I think communism no, I think has the evolved. Understanding of it has evolved. I think that that in colleges they started calling everything over here fascism. So Wikipedia about eight years ago changed the definition and then down below that they have traditional fascism so, so that to me sounds like evolution oh sure whatever so, so i would say it has evolved whatever uh, so i'm i'm alarmed just so that people are aware uh i'm alarmed by both sides of this oh yeah because i am not a fan of authoritarianism Mm-hmm. Um, I so I like real viable solutions, and that's why I say I don't care where the solutions come from. If it's a viable solution, we all have a piece of the puzzle. The question is, is how much pressure or how th- uh, that's not the word? How much emphasis 
do we put on that piece? Sometimes it's just a little bit, sometimes it's a lot, but we all have a solution here. And that's why we have to set aside our, I know that nobody's gonna listen to this, but we have to set aside our political parties and our labels and everything and only focus on policy and only focus on solutions. We have the, infra, if it's, it's a math problem at this point, we, we can solve a math problem. So why don't we? It's not hard for me. I'm not a member of a political party, so yeah, you aren't. That that I mean, <laughs> you and you don't have to be. You can be an independent. That was super easy. So so here's the thing. Okay, we have, f I think it's like five hundred thousand elected offices mm. in the United States. Mm. When you look at it, and over ninety percent of those go uncontested. Mm -hmm. If your government is not delivering policy to you that solves this economic math problem that we're experiencing and like says, oh, okay, we need to fix this this to go back here and starts to unwind everything. How do you convince the 50-year-old who's voting in the traditional way because it serves the life that he's earned up until that point for a way that will disrupt that life he's learned for up to that point what i'm understanding when i talk to people and this is people in their 50s 60s 70s mm -hmm. 80s they're saying they cannot afford to live anymore they feel like they are forgotten like they are left behind like we know you know millennials right and so and this is the way that things work right first you have the the lowest among us that goes through the pain first and then it just keeps hitting the next level mm -hmm. and the next level and the next level. So that's why you had the millennials doing it. Now you have Gen X saying it and you're getting to the boomers because the boomers had the wealth and they say oh. they're feeling left behind. So if you can pinpoint that and you can say you are feeling left behind, you know this doesn't work anymore and you have to be brave. It takes bravery to leave the parties as they are and vote You're for right. policy. And it's scary You're because right. we hear all this, this stuff about like, oh, there's critical race theory and the trans and you know, the LGBT and communists and take your, it's, it's noise. We it are, matter. in my opinion, we are one healthy natural disaster away from revolution. I think that, that we are at that point. If we have a drought, uh, we are standing where the French were right before the revolution. Yes, where they turned on the economically, masters. and all they had to have, they had a drought. A drought. I didn't. Is, I didn't know that. It a, was a drought, drought that caused is a them drought to is what caused everyone to become very familiar with building that piece of French doctor invented equipment. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. I always learn something new each time I come. Look, well, we, we could experience Mormon crickets that eat all our crops. We could experience we could. earthquakes. We have so many natural disasters. I wonder if to, that's to actually what the economists say. They do say that we're one disaster away. Oh, I, yeah. I, they don't say revolution specifically, but they do say absolute chaos, which I guess is that's revolutionary. Revolution. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when the guy who kicks off the revolution lays on the piece of bedding that he used for the revolution that's yeah. chaos but yeah. no we are one natural disaster away china is china keeps touching it I, and i know no one thinks china's collapsing but except for everyone who studies i think it. we're all touching it uh, anybody that has poverty in their nation is touching it uh, well not just that but our demographics and demographics compound any issue the reason it compounds it think of retirement when Okay, 
Here's why China's not going to reproduce. Why they're not going to go to Ukraine and get a woman and bring it back. Mm -hmm. You want to know why? Explain that one to me. Wait. All right. This is such a weird thing. Okay, let's go. How many, how many people can you support on your income? On my income? Yeah. Well, this know, sounds like a really personal I'll tell you question what, as here. Long as credit cards you don't are have to answer this, Dave. No, you don't, you don't have to answer this. How many people would you be comfortable supporting on your income right now? How many people? How many people would you be willing to let? And I'm not doing a hypothetical. Say I'm, zero. Say zero. No, I want an honest answer. How many people? I think two. Two would okay. be my limit. Now, what do you do when the demographics <clears throat> flip upside down to where you're supporting three retirees? Are you having a kid? No, you euthanize. Oh my God! That's where we're heading, and not okay, just so. That, so a couple of things. No, that. we are there because millennials to, are not having kids. Gen Z right. is not having kids. Did I kids. not tell you everywhere's in demographic collapse? But I want to hear. I want to pose another part of that to you. Yeah, the old people they'll get a euthanized when it goes yep. upside down. When it and it doesn't matter. You can even do that. But isn't that horrible, January? But in biology, that is that's the truth. Fine. And you know what? It's not a cure, and I'm going to tell you why right now. Okay, let's hope that you say something redeeming. No. As people (laughs) retire, as people get old and retire, how much economic drivers get out of pulled out of your economy? It's it's not a it's it's not a a, uh it's not a a money and and economic mobility doesn't just poof out of air. It's made by things and people making things. Mm -hmm. And as people retire, that's less things getting made, Mm, right? It's people. It is. Well, okay, so yeah, sorry, I was being disagreeable. So finish up and so then it I'll is. So give him not only do you pull economic drivers of a community, a nation, a state, or whatever out of the world nowadays, you pull economic drivers, you pull knowledge out. You pull out people who know how to do things. Right now, try finding a millwright <clears throat> that can work on big 500,000 pound presses. Those guys don't exist. They don't exist. You're going to pay. You pay a guy that is semi-familiar with it, and they still run all over the nation. But no one's trained to become a millwright in them anymore. You you pay a guy. You pay a guy a, a king's ransom to come work on your shit like that. But anyways, so you pull that driver out, and then you mm-hmm. take the guy working, right? And he's in this upside-down triangle market where he's supporting already retirees he's not going to have any more kids which compounds it more which means it escalates until there's fires and guillotines yes and to a couple of things one uh what you said that is one path that you can go you can go through and it still doesn't even fix it, it it's not and a it path. doesn't if you have no food to eat. It's an option it's an option old people will have no food to eat we in have that world. plenty of food that's nobody nobody to bring them the meals on wheels. We, nobody to take care of them and bring them to their doctor's appointments. We are going to have to abandon a lot of people in that kind of a scenario. I, I don't think that we do. So here's why. There's a couple of different layers to this. Okay. So in the world that we had before, yeah, absolutely. It Because you require bodies. You require humans. You require people in order to accomplish these tasks that, that used to be... Um, you know, like covered by like their families and their kids and the community and that kind of thing. But we we are on the cusp of the next, uh, I guess, phase of human existence. The next so, evolution. So it, it is. It is the next evolution. And so, first of all, we have um, 
So once you solve the the base, just affordable living, right? The next level of it is exactly what we're getting into. So first of all, people aren't needed anymore, right? They say we're needed. They say that they need population, you know, these elites and stuff. They don't need us anymore. We have machines. We have technology. We have AI that's about to accelerate. The world in, in five, ten years is going to look so bizarrely different from the one that we live in. We will not have to work 40-hour weeks. There's no reason, even today, even in our society today, yeah, we don't that we to. have to work 40-hour weeks. <laughs> so, so like with my stuff, I target my employees uh, getting paid full-time wages for part-time hours. Like That is our goal right yep. now mm-hmm. because there's no that's reason good. to have anything more. Like live your life, live your families, be free. So when we talk about these old people, like they will have technology solutions to care for them. And because they will be able to be mass produced, it's going to be so inexpensive to create that and to have that. So that's your first level But then there. again, those same people that run the world think there are too many of us yeah yes and they are trying to eliminate there's there's some videos i think that we should play one of them we're doing a good job actually did you guys see the the australian dude the australian billionaire they want us to eat bugs and be happy so so look up the uh, australian billionaire saying uh um oh what did he say uh, if they eat too much un- ungrateful, of toast. Ungrateful employees yeah. or something. Did you see Yeah, that? he's saying, how can they expect to buy a house if they just eat crushed avocado on toast? That one was nothing. I think... No, 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 no. No, no. Go, go back to it. So the Australian billionaire... People should see this. This is outrageous. Because this is what's happening. They're, they're not even hiding it anymore. And, it's an, and it, when I say, like, we know this just based off of data and math, they're saying be grateful to us for paying for this. So, so first of all, we'll have technology. We won't have to work as hard. We have plenty of food to go around. We have the smarts and the intelligence to... We have a black screen. Huh? We have a black screen. Do we? Are we crashing over here? On live. <clears throat> hmm. But... So as we go through this, though, like that, it's crazy to me. So we don't need to fight over these basic resources. We waste like trillions of of pounds of food each year. We have the smarts to eliminate food waste. We have the technology. We have the knowledge. And if your politicians can't do that, like get rid of them. So, for example, and I'll I'll, I'll leave you with two things that I want to hit before. Yeah, this guy. Watch his... Yeah, I've, I've no, watched watch it. No, watch the interview. I've watched it, yeah. Uh, is it where he said, yeah? I think the problem that we've had is that we've, you know, we, we have, people decided they didn't really want to work so much anymore through COVID, and that has had a massive issue on productivity. You know, tradies have definitely pulled back on productivity. You know, they, they have been paid a, paid a lot to do not too much in the last few years. And we need to see that change. We need to see unemployment rise. Unemployment has to jump. Advocating. I just, I just want to say something. Need to remind people that they work for the employer, not the other way around. He said tradies get paid a lot for not doing too much. What does this five head do? He does nothing. This, he, did, he inherited this, his this, wealth. This cocksucker looks like he should be testing nooses somewhere. 
do sounds you, like it at least. Do, do you have? Uh -oh. um, Excuse me, guys. I want to. I want to have you this play one more thing. I don't know if it'll play this whole video for you, but if it does, we should we should do that because yeah. it talks about exactly your response there, which is. Uh, oh, this is. I'm telling you, this is how revolutions are made. Keep playing. That guy, he may as well have said, "Let them eat cake." He may as well have just said. Let them eat cake. Because when it pops off, that bastard is going to be drug out of his house in his robe and his stocking feet. Okay. All right, Jared. Here you go. So um, I sent this to your messages. Okay. No, I, I want to bring up a local issue while we're waiting on this. Yeah. So illegal immigration. Uh-oh. TikTok. Illegal immigration is, uh, they're trying to pass new legislation in, in Texas now where they, the state. Oh, hold on. We're just working out here. How do I pull it? There we yeah. go. Where the state can arrest illegal immigrants and put them in jail. Now, my thought process is we need to build a lot of jails. <laughs> Jail is not the solution for anything. It's not the solution. Like, there are people mm -hmm. that clearly should not, you know, be inside that should be being rehabilitated. But this, like, industrial prison complex is just disgusting. And at the mm -hmm. end of the day, we're, we're all humans. People forget this. So, like, when we look at Hispanics, Mexicans, they're Americans. Uh, like, we not in the, the sense that we think of Americans, but we are all Americans. The Canadians are Americans. I, I've got a different idea on immigration. One, okay, we need to expand our work visa. Our work visas yes. should be perfect. It, it, honestly, I think it should cost the price of the paper we printed on. Yep. I want to make a work visa where we have kiosks in every every. We'll start dismantle bureaucracy. That's what you're saying. area, all down through Mexico, Guatemala, Dominican Republic. Uh, Venezuela, hell, I would have kiosks there where they come up and they say, I wow. know how to do this. That sounds efficient. Indeed. And think these are the jobs where people yeah, are looking for you guys. They're looking for you. And then they have a sponsor over here. So the government's not involved in that initial negotiation. The guy's like, hi, my name is Javier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, as Javier, I know how to... Do this. Oh, oh, well, hi. Our company would love to have that. We need a truck driver, a, a lube tech, a whatever. And we, we're not finding one. And Javier says, okay. And then <clears throat> that company and Javier can figure out safe transportation. Let's cut the cartels off at the knees. That company and cartel, or that company and Javier can figure out his housing situation. He can already have an into the community and he can say, look, I'll come up there and work for five years. I'll come up there and work for five months. I'll come up there and work for whatever. All right, the company says, all right, we've got your tax ID here. We expect you here on January 1st. This is your tax ID. Here's your paperwork. Step up to the border. Perfect. He crosses the border. He flies here. He does whatever. And then, bam, he lands. He goes and fills a void at the company. One, it's done honestly, so he's going to be paid more honestly than an illegal immigrant coming over to be paid. Two, the company is filling a void that they need. 
And it's done and done. Dude, I agree a thousand Jared, percent. That's not the flavor of ice cream they're offering you. What they're saying I know is, it's not here's the legislation they're offering. You oh, no. get the ice cream flavor you get, Jared. Apparently, you haven't the watched the news this last week. Jared, you only get is, one flavor. Your option is legislation comes in and it says, we arrest all the illegals in uh-huh. our state at a state level. Who gets the bill for that? Nationalism yes. does yes. not help. That is the stupidest thing. Ah, sorry. Well, Here we go. You're getting you, me all fired up. You it's offer enough. someone a citizenship if they want to go that route. But other than that, let them work. That's not the flavor of ice cream they're putting so, on your cone, though. No, you so know why what? it's not? Because it's a solution. No, you know why. You know why abortion and immigration mm-hmm. and gun rights is always left without a solution. Can anyone guess why? Because it makes money. Season. That's where the money comes from. It does. That's because it's a polarizing issue. And that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't do it. So, a couple of things here. Yes to everything you just said. The Salt Lake City Chamber of Commerce, they actually sent out a questionnaire to talk about how can we increase legal immigration. So, a lot of what you said was implemented into this with just, some technology pieces, machine back, learning, blockchain, AI. Just step back 50 years. That's how you increase legal immigration. Right. Dismantle the bureaucracy. So if you want to read Cesar Chavez's great, great, great grandson and have him be the poster child for it. I don't care. I don't know enough about this gentleman to say whether or not that is the solution. But I will say that um, if you want to read kind of like what you've proposed with a little bit more detail. Yeah. uh, Don't have me design any of your ideas. Well, you can go on to my website. So down at the bottom, I have like in the news and it's the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, That questionnaire in the illegal immigrant section. I know it's a long thing. It's a book. They didn't publish the whole thing. I understand because I get kind of lengthy, but I feel I felt very strongly about sharing thorough solutions if people were going to read them. So this is a, yeah, if you go down here, you go to a little bit more down in the news. Uh, We have St. George, keep going over. Oh, wrong one. That's fine. Uh, One more, I think. Yeah. So click on that. And then um, I posted it all on here so you can scroll down to the immigration section immigration reform real-time public transparent labor demand system that's what you're describing here up to imp- we don't even have to build <clears throat> one they exist we've got they indeed. exist we've got linkedin so so and you i use- promise you indeed and linkedin is south of the border already it, so you don't want to probably- build more prisons no. We can use taxpayer dollars to do that. We could. We could. But I want to use taxpayer do- I mean, if that's another way, I guess, if you're trying to solve housing, I don't... That's a bad joke. I don't like that at all. The, so... so <laughs> the, sure. Hey, we can yeah. turn our prisons into big motels. Pull the iron doors we, off and... And you there know what? shouldn't be any iron... Do- like, it just makes yeah, me mad. Yeah, you pull them off. You get rid of the iron doors. We can turn those into something else. Swords I hate the prison the system. Coming war. I just but, hate it. No, I agree. So I, so tying this into the beginning of our conversation, and then I think that we should look at that video, right? And then I still haven't said my controversial thing. Maybe yeah. I just say it now. Let's Actually, no, no, no. Let's do let's this do this, and then, and then we'll say it. So um, 
identity credentials. Remember how you said people are kind of worried about this, but it's where you own your information. You own your identity. Mm -hmm. The government doesn't own it. Nobody else does. The companies, the corporations, you actually took back probably the most valuable piece of information on you and you made it yours. So with this, you can essentially have these identity credentials around the world with people and then you can match like, oh, this person's a doctor. This person has this kind of labor. This person has this certification or this person worked at this job. Each of those is an identity credential that can flow up into this real-time labor demand system. And then you have your machine learning stuff Mm -hmm. and you say, hey, we're seeing that within this economy, we're experiencing these problems. You know, your stuff is kind of coming to an end. Would you like to come over? And this is technology. Sorry, the old people cannot seem to wrap their little tiny dying brains. And I say this because, you know, we lost Diane Feinstein. We have Mitch McConnell running things. We have you know, 70% of our Congress is elderly people. Not elderly. Elderly is gentle. I'm elderly. They are. You're not elderly. You're like in your 40s. It's getting there, man. They are Um, prehistoric. They're old. And they they lived in a different world. You know what? No one in Congress should have been alive on (laughs) D-Day. I'm just going to say that. It's it's really sad at this it's point. Sad. So, it's, so we have solutions here. So here's the controversial thing that Feinstein I want to say. Feinstein was damn near mute from dying, living in a wheelchair, and her daughter's voting for her. And everyone What is else, that called? What do we call that? What is it really? Fraud. No, it's more than that. What's the next level of that? Uh, corruption. More? What is it? I don't know. Give me the word you're looking it's for. It's elder abuse. It's straight up elder abuse. But it's national abuse through elder abuse. Yeah, and it is. And like so, so her daughter, is, a person that those people didn't elect, is making the decisions for them. When you are controlling people yep. at that level, when you are forcing them to work, she worked until her dying day in her 80s. My God, terrible. Okay, that is elder abuse. When we look at the people in our government, this is my issue with Burgess Owens. Burgess Owens is an abused elder. He is not calling the shots. He is on script. Same with most of these other people. Biden, guaranteed. Trump, you know, he still kind of has his brain with him, but in some ways I think he's losing it because he doesn't live in the world that we do because he's part of this, you know, elite economy up here. He's not part of the real economy with the rest of us. So, so here, my controversial statement is this around housing. There is absolutely zero reason for your mortgage, for your rent, for anything that you should be paying more than $1,000. Even if you're paying I, more today. I wouldn't even say more than 1000 no, I would say it's, it's like, more, than, more than 15% of your income. It shouldn't even be 15%. 300 bucks, maybe. 500 well, bucks for I mean, your mortgage, maybe. If you live in a freaking mansion, okay, maybe you're starting to hit $1,000, maybe. But there's no reason well, for it. The reason I say that is there is no medium wage person who can find a house that meets 15%. I don't think it should even be 15. I think 3% is more reasonable. Sure, 3%'s fine, if but that. I think 15 is the the traditional mathematical equation, isn't it? Uh, it's actually 30% of your income and they're bumping okay. it up to 40% and 50%. Well, Most I'm talking about the natural, even when you built your own house, you would put X amount of time into building your house or X amount of your efforts. Yeah, there's there's no reason. You should not no, be I paying agree. more than a couple hundred bucks for a place to live. And, <clears throat> pardon me, 
<coughs> Pardon me, that's so gross. So, um, so when you look at that, stand up, revolt. That is the revolution. Take back the basics of your life. There's no reason anymore. There's no reason. I agree. And that would eliminate homelessness. If you're paying like, because people are trying to pay 1700 they can't afford $1,700. They, they, they would pay like $1,200 for a place to live and they can't afford it. And so bring, that brings us to this video. I don't know if we're sharing okay. the screen. On to the video. I will share the screen. And I don't know if it, we can play the entire video here. I, uh, I don't, I'm not exactly sure how TikTok works. It's over on the left side. Where is it? Uh, go left all the way. Go More, like all the way over here. And then go right just a smidge. Um, there it is. You did it. Look at me go. Oh, yeah, you sent it on Facebook. Okay. Okay, so let's start from the beginning, definitely. Hey, yo, politicians, guess what I'm going to do for 18 bucks an hour? We're just working out here in the mud, pulling parts. Before you go and say that I can get a better job, 18 bucks an hour in my community is actually pretty good. Meanwhile, my family has to go and get a food box every single Friday so that we can eat. But don't worry, my wife's income helps out too. Her whole whopping $13 an hour for being a teacher's assistant. Before you say I'm complaining, there's actually millions of people out here feeling the exact same thing that I'm feeling. So I'm just relating to everybody. Maybe we need a politician that cares a little bit more about the little guy instead of the middle class guy. Because honestly, I'm sick and tired of deciding whether I should pay my car insurance this month, fix my truck, or feed my family. Meanwhile, the hardest decision you had to make this morning was what color of tie you should put on your $5,000 suit. And for everybody deciding whether or not to agree with my video because you think I'm Republican or Democrat, just remember, it doesn't matter. We're all in this together. I'm feeling it just the same way you are. And the only way it's gonna change is if we change it ourselves. I remember when this country used to be the land of the free and the home of the brave. Now, it's the land of the fee and the home of the slave. I don't know about you, but I'm sick of being broke. So if you're listening out there, politicians, do something right for a change and start caring about us. And when I say us, I mean the little guys that are below the little guys. Yeah, more drip drip to the bottom, please. Like a huge funnel, like flip them on their backs, like we're done. So just so you, just in case you didn't catch that, so $18 an hour, right? So at $18 an hour, that's about 37,000 a year. At his wife's salary, which is about $13 an hour, we're assuming they're doing 40 hours a week here. That's uh, 27. So in total, you're at about 64, 65,000 max. Absolutely max. So if we go through. Which would have probably been good 10 years ago. Well, maybe he works under the table, though. I mean, that's not bad under the table. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. So if we, it's really hard to find a place these days that's less than $2,000. Did you know one in five homes in Utah, of all places, is more than a million dollars? It's listed at more mm -hmm. than a million dollars. Well, the average the average house in Utah is 250 that's the average. No, I would, I would that's say more the than bottom. That. I should say that's the bottom. You're not going to find one for a hundred thousand, which is <clears throat> another thing with regulation. I'm going to bring this up with you. I brought it up with both the mayors out here, and everyone ran in for city council. Yeah. Just to cut ground on building a new house costs twenty thousand dollars. Just to cut ground. Isn't that the stupidest thing? Yes. And they like say, you have a plot of land. They say they've got to hook up to water and everything. That's the price. Okay, I get it. You are not going to find a developer who is going to build a $110,000 house 
when $20,000 is shaved off before it even hits the bank for loan. Perfect. And no bank is going to give a loan for that amount when there is a 8 to you know 12% loss immediately, which is why every house is a multi-bedroom, multi-bathroom house. When a brand new married couple yeah. would be fine with the two bedroom, one bath as a starter home. They build up, they learn to run their credit, they get building, and then they move into the next one when they get pregnant, you know, and move and move and, and establish right. themselves. Right. But there so is the no starter home. that you left. asked? How, uh, okay, here's laying all this out. Here's my conspiracy. All of these in my mind, I can track back to government problems that they caused. The government put in laws. The government enabled banks that caused mm-hmm. all these problems every time. No, the government then, allowed the banks to operate separately. Oh, no. The from government the gover- signed them in. The government they, made the Federal Reserve. So, December right. 21st, 1913, the government sold So you us. have unelected people running the entire world being because the power brokers. elected people. Because they didn't know what to do. Because they panicked. No. They, you know what, do you know what day it was done on? I just mentioned it. Uh, you were talking about, I'm thinking about a later one. I'm thinking about the one that's been in my lifetime. Okay, I'm talking the one that overarchs all of them. Okay. Which December 21st. You oh, know when what? they broke off the... Uh, no, when from... they did the Federal Reserve Act. Yeah. No. So, so I agree. That is you a problem. You know why they did it on December 21st? Because of Christmas? Because most everyone was home. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's the so, best time to pass legislation is when everyone's when celebrating no Christmas. One's there. Yes, absolutely. So, so let's let's go to one thing. Let's tie off this conversation. Yes. So that family, we, we still need third, your conspiracy theory. Though. So, for me, you said you had a big conspiracy thing, a big controversial. No, no, no. no I said my she, controversial thing. Oh, what which was which it? is that you should not be paying more than a couple hundred bucks for housing even I if you pay you thousands of dollars hey, look, no we'll people with. disagree with that people say no you should have to pay for housing when i say you shouldn't be paying more than 300 bucks for that apartment their yeah. their minds get blown they're like no you have to pay it's like who are you paying this well, is your stuff one avenue to get it down to that is to allow a liberalization into lot sizes into house sizes into uh, the way housing is run allow houses to be built and not hooked up to the system I, I hesitate on that so here's the thing that with that video that they were talking about I calculated out 37% of their income goes to housing 37% mm-hmm. and they're making decent at $18 an hour there's people here that don't even make that 15 mm-hmm. 16 is hard to get we still have people in the United States making like $7 an hour and people are like well you're not you know, your useless function of society. It's like, no, we see that we rely on those things. Like if you, especially if you are contributing to society, especially you should be able to afford a place to live. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about, you know, you mentioned the permits, the permitting process and the breaking ground Mm -hmm. and everything like that, 1000%, we cover that in the solutions that I handed over to uh, the Chamber of Commerce, both of them, between St. George and Salt Lake. pushback on that? Pushback on what? On the... The regulation keeping housing down. No, I don't think that it necessarily even needs to be regulated. I do have, I well, uh, on permitting. Can I give you pushback on that? Uh, for this, breaking ground. Yeah. 
So for the stuff no, that no, I just no, agreed with you stuff, on. The, for all the stuff. I'm giving pushback you, so on So wait, I just agreed with you, and yes. you're giving me pushback for agreeing with you? Yes. Because this will be a pushback that you'll encounter. How here. amazing is he? Oh, you like, got You're telling dude, me. Every you single time. You can guess what the pushback is, can't you? What's your pushback? I can't put up a GP medium? No. Oh, okay. Water. Uh, oh my God, that's like a completely other thing here. So I support Let's what you're saying. Am I frozen, show, by the way? I think I might be frozen. Uh, so, no, oh, you're not good. anymore. Okay, so with this, um, water is a thing, okay? Mm -hmm. But our control over the water is the biggest problem. Where's our water and go? In addition, so this is just one, so this is your next level of civilization, Kay. There's no reason, there's no reason that any American, any person in the world really should have, should not have access to clean water. I agree. We can build a national water infrastructure. We have the tools, we have the technology, make it so that everybody has clean water. If that means desalination, that means that. If it means going across pop property lines, it means going across property lines. If people are going to be selfish and be like, oh, I don't like that water is going across my property, like shut up and sit down. There's more world out there than just you and people deserve clean water. And if we're going to build cities the way that we have, then we need to address this and address it quickly like it's i would argue it's that, done that los angeles is in a crisis which is sucking water from us because someone said we have the technology to bring water down here and build this city in the middle of a desert so so you're talking about that massive um lake that used to be in california right where no. they where they took the lake that, so well, they did that because the Colorado River of, filled the lake and then they eliminated the water goes there right now. No, I totally agree. Like we with can't you. pill water off. It's because we have water rights messed up. So yeah. that's a problem, but I you agree. have a ginormous but ocean. What do you water, say to the ocean? Water okay. Have you seen what desalination plants look like? Oh, they're not pretty. We don't like them. Do you know what they do to the ocean around them? They're right. There is a cost here, but that's why we, we need not... to lean on Elon Musk and have him shoot rockets full of salt Shh. into space. Tell Elon <laughs> Musk that he can go like shoot rockets full no, of salt into space. No, I can't even. Space. I can't even. You say. should see how much salt my wife puts why in rice. Why are we saying Elon Musk should look, do this? Look at a desalination plant. Yeah. There's one It'd in. Keep her uh, happy. There's one in Saudi Arabia or in. Uh, um, I can't. If, in the Middle East, it's running. Why can't we just put it in the salt flats? If it your has solution killed the ocean right outside, it's killed it. Yeah, just put it in the salt flats. Okay, We're but fine. let's talk about this for a second. Any solution that involves Elon Musk, I do not want to hear it because really? Elon Musk <laughs> is the most useless person on the planet. He takes really? yeah, he takes ideas from people like me. Here's uh -huh. the thing. I know this for a fact because I've built products for companies that have grossed over a hundred million dollars. And guess how much of that I got? I didn't get a million. They sure took the rest of it. And guess what? They enjoyed it. They enjoyed the fruits of that labor here. So Elon Musk, he just has a people around him, smart people that come up with ideas. And then he's like, Oh yeah. So he's like a, like what Steve jobs did. And, and that's, Right. So Actually, I think, I think, I think Steve Jobs is more, yeah. I do, because here's the thing. You can be surrounded by smart people. Mm -hmm. I support that. Well, Let's I mean, look disseminate at, see, ideas amongst the population. Yeah, that's I what I'm doing. So good, I get surrounded by That's why we're going people. nowhere, Jared. But <laughs> when, when they take I that money. poorly. Like, how do I explain this? No, I agree with you. I you, agree with you. When you cannot have... But 
The reason I said Elon Musk is because he's got rockets. No. And that salt has to go somewhere. He, Elon Musk can go disappear from the face of the planet. Until we invent artillery that can shoot out of the stratosphere. Why do we have to shoot it out of the stratosphere? Why don't we just put the people that understand water in charge of the water? What was that? No, I'm talking You're about desalination. Out dollars right here. I you don't can milk wanna... right from my mind. I'm talking about desalination. Yeah, desalination. We haven't perfected to how it's, to make it's it. It's not work perfected. Yet. Here's but the we idea can right here. Perfected. There's a big salt flat right uh-huh. on our way to Wendover. Mm-hmm. You build a train, you put okay. the salt right there, and I guarantee you it won't interfere with the other just, salt. Just pour it off. Millions of years of salt. So I think that there's ecosystems within the ocean, right? There's some things that we need to be acknowledged there. and But it, the point is, is yes, it needs to be perfected. Yes, it needs to be discussed. Yes, it needs to have like great minds addressing the problem. But there's, but saying, oh, we shouldn't build housing because of water, especially in Utah when people are like, stop building housing because there's no water. The water is going to the farming for alfalfa that goes over to China or wherever out of the, or Afghanistan, I think. And but then it's going to China. Uh, well, multiple places that aren't the U.S. Because China can't feed itself. It will be able to soon. Though. We waste trillions but of pounds of food each year. Th- we can think, we can feed a planet. I think what we need to do is we need to move into the pod and eat the bugs and grovel our lives so that Taylor Swift can take the most private jet flights Wait, in one year atta- again. Okay, so yes, T-, T Swift has a lot of money. Okay, but. She's a really sassy woman, and I and, like her sass. So please don't target her. I love that she preaches. I'll take Elon over Taylor I love Swift. That she, really? Oh, I love no. that she preaches to us. He's a good-looking guy. About about their. <laughs> she, I love that she no. preaches to us about the green energy and takes her pride. So, she flew more than anyone else in the world last year. Oh wait, wait, wait! I wait. believe it. Have you have you heard of like boy math, boy math, girl math, Mormon math? Billionaire math, politician math. Okay, hold on. Is it about looks? No, it's even better. You're going to love this. So So I came up with a few myself. Maybe these will be um, good. We do have to close up the show, January. I'm being sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's being yelled at by his wife. Okay. Which means I'm being yelled at by his wife. But she forgives me quicker. So billionaire math. You get away with it. So it's, it's kind of like an ironic level of thinking. It's like a humorous way to spotlight irony, right? So, um, so, a uh, real estate math or billionaire math is owning multiple mansions or properties around the world, many of which remain vacant for most of the year while the housing crisis persists in many cities. Yes. That's billionaire math. You had one where it's like preaching, uh, preaching about saving the planet while mm-hmm. flying your jet around mm-hmm. the world, right? That's another one. Um, you know, uh, investing heavily in PR campaigns portray a positive public image while facing criticism for business practices or treatment of workers. Like, I mean, it just goes on. Like, we could do an entire thing around this, but... Right. The yeah. equation of, of harvesting, uh, if you're a honeybee farmer, you uh, you want to only take enough honey that the honeybees will buzz around you for a little while and get annoyed, but they'll go back to work afterwards. Right. And we are the honeybees. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, at least the honeybees get housing. 
At least the honeybees get housing. I think that that's a quote of the day. Um, that needs to be a video in itself. I think that that was so amazing. You should do TikTok clips of these things. So uh, with that, because I know you guys want to close and I want to let you go. A um, couple of things. So one is I don't care who you are. I don't care what your political beliefs are. I do not care anymore. Run for office on the sole commitment of solving affordable living. If you get everybody at every level of government to agree to just handle this for one election round within two years, it'll be solved. We won't be filling the inflation anymore. We won't be filling, filling the housing crisis anymore. We won't be questioning, you know, will we be able to take care of our society or anything else? It'll be solved within two years. So run, don't let any of those races go uncontested. It doesn't matter where you're at, like run, like actually do it. Challenge McKay. Oh, please. So, and then if you want to read more of these policies, you can go to utahpolitician.com. Yes. Go check out her website, guys. It's um, a good website. The, the January is, is honestly, hands down, one of my favorite human beings, one of my favorite oh, really? politicians. Hands Thank down. Thank you. That's so um, kind. She, you really are, because you're very candid. You're very open. You're willing to come in and talk. Uh, nothing's off limits. You'll go to the, you'll go to bat and argue with this and let me drag you down these side roads. And, and that's, that's, that shows good character, but yeah, check out January. Um, she's, you know, utahpolitician.com or January for utah.com. And if you go to all the things you're probably on TikTok too. Yep, just Utah politician yeah. is my handle. So if you go to TikTok, Instagram, um, Twitter, uh, X, X. Uh, uh, what else do we have? We have like Facebook. we have Mastodon. We also have Mastodon. Um, I'm not on that one. Who's that? Who's that new one? We have Threads. There's a new one. So there's, there's Threads, threads I, right? I so I that's Instagram. That I'm a damn old man. Situation. Even on True Social, even though I don't post on there, she's on I just I just took it. She's you know. on Trump Social. Oh, don't say it like that. Stop that. Anyways, <laughs> no, she's on there. You can go find her. You can go find out her message. Um, you know, follow her. Look at when she's doing a walkthrough. You still walking with the robot? Uh, my robot is under the weather. You wore his ass out is what you did. Yeah, it's it's he broken at the moment. I need I need to fix it. I need herself. to fix it. I don't it's need to February. The ro the robot's name is February because so it follows January. Yeah. It could be it's genderless. It's a February robot. February is a girl's name. Is it? Oh, January is down. a boy's name in Germany. So, anyways, uh, let's again, let's January close it up. Thank is you. Also a girl's name if it's a boy's name in Germany. Come on, those guys ain't got man. All right. Anyways, what I'm saying is, um, follow her, check her out. You may not agree with her message, but it's compelling. You gotta, this, if you want to pass on to your progeny, you need to think about things like this. We can't continue on this path. And I, I said it last podcast and I'll say it this one. I am for getting rid of incumbents. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm for getting rid of parties, all except for the two Republicans that run our county because they're great. But if they start messing up, <laughs> we'll get rid of them. But our two guys, we are the luckiest county in the United States of America. I think that's wonderful. I promise That's you really that. beautiful. I probably, and I'll tell you about it on the way out to the car. But, but uh, you know, give her a look. You know, drift outside and quit running the same dog shit back to D.C. We keep running. 
and to our local governments. Keep in mind, and I'll leave you with this. We have 104 state legislatures, state senators, so 75 and 29, Mm -hmm. right? So 104. And out of those, like eight of them put anything up for housing and inflation, like eight. And of that, that was actually like useful and helped the people was maybe three. Mm. Get like, I hate to say this, but either hold them accountable or get rid of them. If you cannot manage your politicians, get ones that will serve you because that's it. At the end of the day, it's their policy and that's the only thing that matters. And homelessness is exploding nationwide. Homelessness, poverty, being able to pay your bills. Thank you. It's on the rise. Ladies, that is a wrap. Yeah. So uh, gentlemen and and whatever else people identify as. We'll be back next week. uh, Push like. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Smash the like button. Yeah. Yeah. Keep so us all motivated. This stuff. Thank you, gentlemen, uh, for having me on again. Yeah. And you're welcome back anytime you know it.